0: Okay, this is Alejandro Aguilar. If you heard Arsenal win, that's fake news. You're listening to the Du Football Show.
1: Uh, nothing like starting off with the man you supporter today.
2: Fucking shit, right? Uh-huh. Absolutely ridiculous because, uh, as I recall, we won and they lost. Yeah. Oh, and
1: and definitely, definitely not fake news. And uh, if you're gonna lose, don't lose to your rival and don't lose that badly.
2: Oh, that was ugly. Oh, it's terrible. It was
1: very it's, ugly. Start the show.
3: Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland, bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch me in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. <laughs> Arsenal fans have another Sam. Ricky the fucking cooter Graham. Still the stuff of a lord. looks great in shorts. Sam Graham.
1: Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show. A completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and thank God we gave him time to go look for his phone, because then he has something to shove his face into, my great co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. How you doing, Sammy?
2: Doing fine. Your wife's not pushing the buttons, right? My wife's walking in while we're recording. I don't know what's going on here.
1: Women always, the women in our lives, man, always making it more difficult for us. You know how it
2: is? Hey, well, thank goodness we have a strong campaign, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and by that, we don't. We're recording at at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Uh, If you're checking us out on Facebook Live, uh, please feel free to share it, or on YouTube, give us a quick subscribe. It means a lot. Uh, Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch
2: well in a second because i just thought of something funny our pimp hand is as strong and organized as united's back line um (laughs) absolutely useless
1: (laughs) or 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 better yet everton's back line this weekend that's a good line
2: (laughs) i love it uh anyway if you want to get in touch with us as always it's at d football show on all the social medias and d football show at gmail.com to get in touch via email, uh, as well as the DU drip shack where you can pick up some cool swag, like my hashtag dance tank that I have on straight today. straight out of sleeves. You are killer. That's it. And then, um, as always as well, we have our Patreon, uh, at www.patreon.com backslash do football show. Um, and sign up to one of the tiers, you get the extra content, which is injury time, our preview show, and sound check, which is literally us checking the sound and telling funny stories from the weekend. Yes,
1: like uh, apparently my proclivities that my pup likes to have when he uses yeah. the restroom. <laughs>
2: <Yep>. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, make sure you check all that stuff out, and the um, the drip shack link is in all of the bios for all of our social medias fabulous
1: uh sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep passionate love for all things distilled spirits so as the red-blooded americans we are we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show since we are on the zooms myself and mr graham are doing two separate uh glasses of whiskey or drams of whiskey as it is tonight sam watch go ahead and start with yours
2: sure i went to play golf in pennsylvania this weekend and decided to check out a state store to try to find some of the allocated stuff that can't normally find down here readily available or at a decent price. Uh, they did not have any. So I went with a uh, – I paid 28 bucks for this. It is Pencil Tucky straight <laughs> bourbon whiskey.
1: Pencil Tucky. <laughs> uh,
2: it is 84 proof, which obviously equates to 42% alcohol by volume, and it is a but standard bourbon whiskey. Yep. There is not a lot to it. It's pretty thin but it it ticks a box it does the job it's not expensive i wouldn't feel bad about throwing some ginger ale on this if i wanted a long drink instead yeah yeah. um it's decent it's it's fine
1: yeah i tell you what everybody do not poo poo the uh the long drink and having a a bourbon and ginger for anybody who goes ooh bourbon and ginger ale uh, my only question i ask of you is when is the last time you had a bourbon and ginger ale because you wouldn't be fucking saying that
2: yeah, bourbon and ginger ale is absolutely delicious. Yeah, really. Um, is. But yeah, so it's it's again, it's a decent little whiskey. I put ice to it, um, straight. It was again a little thin. Wanted to see if some water would open it up. Uh, it did not. Mm. So uh, <laughs> it's fine. It, again, it's it's fine. It did what it said on the can. You know what I mean? Which is all you can really ask for. So just not, didn't knock my socks off.
1: Before I talk about mine, a big shout out to our boy, Andrew, down in, um, well, he's out in Texas, but he's part of the Atlanta Toffees. He's moving back out to the East Coast soon. He's one who, Floggy Molly Show, broke a rib. He uh, reached out and he said, he said, thank you for telling me about Citrus and a Bloody Mary. It's a fucking game changer.
2: Absolutely. Like,
1: yes, it is. Citrus Mm -hmm. and a Bloody Mary is the tits. That is all there is to it. 100%. All right. So mine, I am uh, going back and uh, because I bought all of these and I drank like a little bit at a time and was sharing them with you and sharing them with uh, um, our buddy Beard and his uh, body Rob. And this is from the Game of Thrones series from uh, Diageo where they did the different houses as different uh, single malt whiskeys yep. from out their portfolio uh, this is the house tyrell which is a kleinelish now kleinelish is a space whiskey and not a lot of people know a ton about it um, because namely it is a blending house they produce single malts that are typically going into johnny walker um, now the reason why i pulled this one is when i had the opportunity to be over in uh, scotland sam um, <clears throat> i had gone to the gordon mcphail house and the cool thing that they were like hey what's something you want to drink and i was like i want something from the year i was born 1972 and they pulled me a 1972 kleinelish that had been pulled the 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 sample itself had been pulled a week before i got there so legitimately got to drink a whiskey that was as old as me which was just the coolest thing and that's pretty cool because while it's in the barrel she's still aging you know yeah and uh the, the the series is really nice i mean yeah it's a little kitschy with with doing you know the um uh the Game of Thrones stuff in the houses but you know what the whiskeys the whiskeys in the in the in the bottles are very good and um this klein is fantastic uh it depended on which one you bought there were some as expensive as a hundred dollars but most of them were between 40 and 65. and uh yeah this klein is absolutely lovely so yeah
2: that's awesome the the other thing you want to say about the uh that sort of stuff is is you with these blending houses, especially some of them do produce single malt whiskeys. Yeah. Um, they just never really see the light of day. So a brand it goes that we've straight had, to the blending. A, a, a brand that we've had before uh, on this show is uh, Gordon McPhail. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these sort of bottling houses, if you will, will buy up whiskey that other people have aged. They don't actually have a distillery themselves mm-hmm. and they will release malts that you can't normally get on the market under their own label. Um, which is pretty cool. So some of the stuff that you can't find, um, look look through Gordon McPhail's line, and you might actually be able to find a bottle of it. I think Mortlock and a couple others mm-hmm. were ones that we've we've talked about. Yep, before.
1: Mortlock, Linkwood, um, uh, Glenburgie. Um, gosh, they're usually, Milton, they're, Milton they're usually Duff.
2: not a ridiculous price either. I mean, they're, no, they're, they're, they're not. priced appropriately for the age. And and what barrels they were in, so yeah, and they but just a, a way to get whiskey that's normally not readily available.
1: And it's fun because they actually they call it a distillery label series, and they make it look like it's like oh this is the linkwood 15 this is the linkwood 21 and it's very very fun it's a it's a it's a cool little house and that's uh, where i was i was at the gordon mcphail house when i when i got to try the 72 Clanellish, which was very fun so um unfortunately we cannot uh uh click in person because we're doing it by zoom tonight but uh my
2: good friend cheers cheers what else should we do by the way sammy always make sure to drink responsibly ladies and gents
1: Oh, the good thing is my bedroom's that way and your bedroom's upstairs, so... Mm-hmm. It's just a simple walk upstairs. All
2: right. After we get done these, is it ever really a simple walk?
1: Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. It's a lot of left foot, right foot, weeble wobble, no more than one foot on the ground at any period of time. Pretty both much railings on the
2: way up the steps. All right.
1: <laughs> we have to open with the Northwest Derby, right? Like, you, you have to. And if this weekend taught us anything... It's a three-team race, not a four-team race. Liverpool 5, Manchester United nil. Utter and complete domination from Liverpool.
2: Alisson only had to make about three saves in this game, Mm -hmm. really. Uh, Now, Manchester United did hit the post once or twice, but Mm -hmm. so did Liverpool. Uh, And David De Gea was forced into a fair few other saves than just the you know the five goals he let in so in reality it could have been a lot worse but from start after to the finish, red
1: card and after the five nothing they took the foot off the gas it could oh, have yeah. been a lot
2: worse from from I, this is completely out of left field after what happened against atalanta midweek in the champions league where united go two nil down and then storm back to a three two win um which their supporters got a little bit overzealous about, by the way, and had to put a couple people in their place online. Oh <laughs> the, no! Uh-
1: wait, man, you supporters get a little overzealous? Nah, <laughs> they're the most logical human beings on earth. I mean, right next to them, them in Liverpool. I mean, clearly, the most level-headed human beings on the planet.
2: Right, but the, it was it was an absolute pitiful display from from United's backline. They they weren't talking. They weren't. They they had no plan. It, it was almost like. Ole going Solskjaer. I'm not even going to refer to him as a manager anymore. Uh, he's just the guy in charge of the club. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's there is no coaching. There is no plan. There you you would struggle to find what you thought that they worked on in training this past week by watching the opening 20 minutes of the Atalanta game and the entirety of this one.
1: Yeah. agreed. agreed. And there's <sighs> You see this from the great managers. There's on-field tactics that you can do and change the way the game is going. You see Pep do this, you see Klopp do this. To a lesser extent, obviously not this week. You see Rafa do it all the time. He'll switch the two center backs or or move somebody from the inside to the outside, vice versa. Like you see managers do this. Ole does none of that. He just puts them out there and goes, okay, play. Now players gotta play, and they're not. You know, it's it's hard to do your job as I mean, we we joked about the defense at the start of the show. It's hard. to It's hard to expect the defense and the goalkeeper to do their job when three of the people in front of them just flat out refuse to defend. And Ronaldo, yeah. Bruno Fernandez and Paul Pogba. And in most instances, you don't want them defending because they're probably going to get sent off.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the other the other piece of to that, too, though, is there's no characters anymore. Mm-hmm. You looked at, you know, if things weren't going well for United, which was rare under Alex Ferguson back in the day, Roy Keane would get under his own player's skin, He choked out his own players a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, that I saw on television back in the day. Um, They, you know, Patrick Vieira would do the same thing. You had these big characters in the team. Skulls, gigs would
1: would not allow this shit. Either one of the Neville boys would not allow this shit to happen.
2: Now, Alex Ferguson would have his goes at halftime and everything else. But really, if things started to go awry, it was those players getting into the face of David Beckham, getting into the face of of the defenders or the goalkeeper, whoever, and lifting the team and saying, listen, fuck all we were doing we're going to go five hard minutes and just keep the ball, take the wind out of their sails. Mm-hmm. And that message would get passed through the team coming from the captains and the senior players. They would do that. And then those, the, uh, the opposition having the mo- the momentum taken out from under them, United's quality was able to rise to the top. Now you don't have that. Now there's nobody in that team that scares you there's nobody that's going to get in your face and 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 headbutt you yeah there's not a single person so if you're not doing your job lindelof mcguire fernandez if you're not doing your job there's nobody there that's gonna it's like so what who cares and then you don't fear the man excuse me the guy in charge you don't fear him either when you get into the into the dressing room so it's there's a lot wrong with united they i thought Jaden sancho was going to add something to this team they haven't played him or used him properly in my opinion at all no he has not hit the ground running it looks like 70 million quid just out the fucking window. Well, and
1: where, where's where's there's no one there to put an arm around him and, and and get him into understanding where he is and the role he's playing. No, there, the there coach is isn't somebody doing, absolutely to doing. put an
2: arm around him. Ole, that's, but that's all he does. All he's going to get is a hug. Yeah. He's not going to get any tactical awareness. He's not going to get any game plan. He's not going to get any structure. All yeah. he's going to get is an arm around him. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, he you need that plan.
1: Yeah, uh, Ronaldo, Fernandez, and Pogba come off looking more like petulant children than they do professional footballers, especially Absolutely. in this match. You get lazy, a lazy yellow card on Fernandez, which, you know what? If you look at both side by side, spikes were up and went right through a
2: leg, just like
1: Pogba's. Fernandez Pogba's was a, could have Pogba's seen...
2: Pogba's was a fucking leg breaker, yeah. though. He, he could, but, oh.
1: <laughs> slow that down and look at it a little bit harder, you could have sent off Fernandez, too, because, you know, as far as... Remember, VAR makes it look a lot worse with that oh, yeah, with that time. stops that stop motion of the spikes up going right into a leg. <laughs> like yeah. VAR makes it look real bad. But I mean, even even Ronaldo after losing the ball and then just kicking it into uh was it a uh, Basaka? Alexander that he, Arnold. Oh, was I think. Alexander Arnold. Yeah, that's I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basaka plays for Manu. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, <laughs> but kicks it into Alexander Arnold like. And then all that did was fire up Liverpool more. They're like, oh, oh, OK, that's that's how it's going to well, be. Fuck fuck you.
2: You know what I did think was funny, too, mm-hmm. was um, the two people really fighting the battle for United in that situation were Fernandes and Ronaldo. Yeah. And they were both about five inches shorter than anybody for Liverpool that came over <laughs> to defend Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> which was brilliant. Yeah. And I, uh, except for, of course, Andy Robertson, which whenever there's an on field brew, I always immediately search for the Scottish player oh, to make God, sure yes. he doesn't have a shank.
1: Oh yeah. Good. Well, well, and, and also let's face it, the, the Scotsmans, they love that shit. Like oh, yeah. every time. And, and I hate it because he's done it against, you know, Everton as well. There was one where he like fell on top of Tom Davies and like pushed his head into the ground. Whenever those kind of scraps happen, especially with Robertson, if you put, if you look at the camera, you see him, there's the biggest shit in grin on his face. And he's like nodding, going, ah, fucker. Yeah, come on. Come on, bitch. Like he just, now, he's, I'm not, I'm not he's sure where
2: he's, for he's from originally, but they both, Kieran Tierney's included in this. They're mm-hmm. both relatively slight left backs. Yeah. But anytime there's a scrap, both of them, and then when they're interviewed afterwards, they both got that deep, deep, brutish, glad, uh, Glaswegian mm-hmm. accent that just there has to be a pint of Buckfast in their sock or something. Oh, hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> You know it, it's I love it. I love everything about it, but then you got Van Dyke coming over. I didn't realize how tall Nabi Keita was, oh, yeah, to be honest with you. Pig there's boy. a few a few of them that came over that you know, were six three six, four towering over these two uh little Portuguese lads. never heard of them uh that uh you know, and and they're still trying to argue and fight just like they're we're supposed to give it up because you're you know God's gift to free kicks. Go fuck yourself, Pinaldo.
1: okay, so a lot of goals, obviously, three goals again for uh Mohammed Salah who. I think is probably going to have a Harry Kane like season from last year. I think I see him being a leading goal scorer, leading assist guy. This his what he is doing so far does have Balloon d'Or written all fucking over it. It's the, the, insane how well he is playing.
2: It's, it's 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 not fair to say that necessarily. It's he's having a Mohamed Salah season from two seasons ago. <laughs> yeah, that's it, true. You know, I mean he is literally the best player in the world right now. Um, it, but There's I, nobody else in the world that can match him. The vision outside of the boot, passing between mm-hmm. the lines, the, the finishing, the speed, just sitting defenders down. I mean, he, he literally has done it all.
1: So we've talked about it with with uh, Salah last week, DeCorey against Burnley. We have to talk about Henderson's pass on one of those goals. Oh, dear God. <laughs> if it
2: wasn't for five goals,
1: that pass would be the highlight of the match.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was amazing. It was absolutely beautiful.
1: Yeah, I, it's the 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 long pass from from a midfielder into an attacking stride that I'm I'm for that every time. I love seeing that pass. I'm like it's always more exciting than the goal. It's just like, dear Jesus. Look at the vision that that pass had. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. Uh here's a question for you. Why the fuck does Ole have a job? And I also want to credit you because last week you said Steve Bruce is getting fired before Ole is, and you nailed it.
2: So I, the only thing that I think is, they don't want to upset the apple cart just yet. Um,
1: apple cart's upset. It, it the well, apple cart's fallen over, and all the apples are stomped on.
2: But but the problem is, I mean, we say that we we watch them week in week out right we we see everything that's going on we see their performance level dropping until they lost last weekend right was it last weekend they lost yeah they the, lost last so weekend it was on it was the road they the had... first time in 29 games they lost on the road right that's a fantastic record
4: Right.
2: every time something happens like that they come up with a spectacular champions league performance or when they get knocked out of the Champions League, they come up with a spectacular performance at the weekend to ease the pressure a little bit. Yeah. Then you had them finishing in the Champions League places last season anyway. I don't think they've added correctly. I think part of the problem is Ed Woodward. Now nah, he's going to be gone here shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the, uh, December. I think is when he he hangs it up because they announced it a few months prior. You know. Right. Right. Um. <clears throat> but who are they? Who are they going to get? I think is part of the other issue because they spent since Sir Alex Ferguson left going with bit part, you know, two, three year guys tops. Right. And it just has not worked out. And Ole hasn't done anything ridiculously out of the ordinary. Right. right. In, in in general. I mean, again, United's still qualifying for the champions league. They're still, so why, why would you do that to screw it up again? I, the only person that's available is Antonio Conte.
1: Uh, but, is not Zidane also available? I think.
2: Yeah, Zidane is also, but I don't think he wants to manage in England. To be honest with you, right? He spent most of his career in in Turin and Madrid, so I think he prefers the sun. To be honest, yeah, very true. <laughs> Can't blame him, um, but yeah, I, I just I don't think Manchester United's in a position yet where they can they can get rid of uh, get rid of Ole and and try to start over again. I mean, it. I don't know. It's it's really weird. Any. If this was two years ago, three years ago, whatever you know, when when Van Gaal was there, when Mourinho was there, you know, when Moyes was there, he'd have been gone already. He'd have been gone.
1: Which is which is funny because then you look at it and you go, Moyes didn't get enough time. Ole's gotten more than enough time. What would have happened? Mm -hmm. Because look at what Moyes is doing with West Ham right now. I'm not saying that that they would be the most dominant team in the world, but you don't think that maybe if they gave him a little bit more of rope, he might have won them something.
2: It's possible. Yeah, absolutely. You know, entirely possible. That wasn't the brand of football they wanted to play. Mm. The, the fans didn't trust it. The, the, everything was a toxic, it was toxic all around. And he had the unfortunate circumstance of being the one person, the only person that followed Sir Alex. Whoever got that job, the first person that got that job was always going to get fired relatively quickly.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course. Now let's, let's just one last thing, uh, talking about Liverpool and then we'll get into the other games. Uh, clearly they are ready for a title fight 100 mm-hmm. percent, they are ready to fucking rock Absolutely. and we talk about like kind of the the you know thinness of the midfield but oxley chamberlain's doing a job he's filling a role milner's doing a job filling a role jones is filling a role like like you're really the key thing is you need to be able to keep fabinho and and henderson ultimately upright and, and playing mm-hmm. and you have to be very smart about how you play Henderson because he's just getting up there in years yep. but they're good but
2: the, the way that front four is playing I mean yeah. every everybody seems to be at the moment at least everybody seems to be plug and play so whether it's Fabinho or Keita yeah yeah, they're doing they're doing the same job, and and they're both doing it fantastically. There's no drop off depending on who you start. Jota didn't start last game. Firmino grabs a hat trick. Jota comes in today, gets a goal. Yeah, as an assist. You know, it's it, it literally is plug and play for them. The only player I think that they would truly miss would be Mosala at yeah. the moment. Everybody else seems to be <laughs> know their job, do their job, and everything's fine.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, and even if you, you lost, miss, even if you lost Van Dijk, there's enough. Depth there now.
2: Now there is. They'll be all yeah. right.
1: They'll be all right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? they're 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 balanced they're, It's it's brilliant.
1: Uh, but it is now safe to say, Sam, that uh, we were saying there were four teams that we could could win the title. It's now three, right? United's yeah, out of the absolutely. United's United is gone. out of the question
2: now. Yes, no doubt.
1: Wasn't that fun to say?
2: Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, it really was, wasn't it? It was really. Fun yeah, title race is over for them.
1: Bye bye, United. Man, there were some goals this weekend, Sammy. Some Jeez. of them came from exactly where we expected them to. And uh, particularly one did not come where you thought it would have. Chelsea 7, Norwich nil, Man City 4, Brighton 1, Watford 5, my beloved Toffees 2. No ROM, no problem, apparently, for uh, Chelsea.
2: <laughs> Looks like it really open them up to be honest um they they decided to, they didn't have uh timo werner on the field which mm-hmm. was the first move in the right direction yeah well
1: he was injured as well
2: but, but, but well, right 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 but i'm saying it <laughs> don't care who you have don't put him in if you need gold yeah. the uh but listen 62 percent possession for chelsea 23 to 3 overall shots 13 to 1 shots on target <laughs> They literally dominated every single fucking facet of this game.
1: We all thought that that Chelsea was gonna win this game easily, but we figured missing the pieces, it would be like, oh, it'll be like a two or three now. Like a yeah. Not not seven fucking nothing that if it wasn't for Krul standing on his head, here's the thing that keeper gave up seven goals. He could have given up fifteen, Sam.
2: Listen, they he gave up fifteen. He gave up seven goals and still had positive fantasy points because of the penalty save.
1: Jesus! Well, oh no! Remember that got taken away because he
2: well, he encroached. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are <laughs> right. You are right. It was the other one that that uh, Emmy Martinez saved from a Yeah. But the rebound was put in. Right. But yeah. Uh, so somehow he still maybe it was because of so many saves. Oh yeah, Jesus! He still he had, had a ton of saves. Yeah. Had a
1: ton of saves. I did enjoy um, Mount. Uh, getting the penalty. And of course, uh, uh, Tim Krul is one of the ones who likes to come up to the line and talk a lot. So he comes, he makes the save, and then they get him for encroachment. So he walks up to the line. He's clearly going, I already know where you're going. It doesn't matter. Like he's obviously running his mouth. And most times when you score on a keeper, like Schmeichel does it all the time, people just walk away. Mount ran right by him and went, ah! Right in his face after he scored.
2: <laughs> well, did you hear the other piece of that celebration? No, I did not. So the, the penalty, I think, was his, was Mason Mount's first of the three, correct? Is that right? Uh, second. Second. Okay, no, so it wasn't that one. It was the first goal, which the celebration was – this was my favorite part of the entire game. So Mason Mount had gone 20-odd games without scoring, personally. hmm <laughs> He scores – and he runs over to the crowd and one of the effects microphones picked it up he yells out about
3: fucking time
1: (laughs) oh that's bloody brilliant
2: that was fantastic and then of course as usual when something like that a big hoodoo you know goes out it goes gets turned over the floodgates then open yeah well he's also been hurt for a
1: while too that didn't help
2: Oh, yeah, but no, it was like 23 appearances or something like that that he yeah. hadn't scored in. And I think, I believe that included England as well Yeah, for some reason. Because um, I, I want to say it was like a personal thing for him. In 23 games, uh, he hadn't scored, which was like the longest of his career or something. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, But yeah, he <laughs> runs over to the crowd and goes, about fucking time, <laughs> which um, I thought was fantastic.
1: Here's, here's one for you, Sam. Uh, Norwich. We talked about this last year with uh, Sheffield Blades that um, could they be as bad as the as the Derby County side, but they were losing all their games one nothing two one they were like it was always like the worst thing like the dumbest of luck and it just like and they finally got some wins and they ended up having a respectable season despite the obvious uh, relegation. Cons- all things considering, right? At least they were in matches. Yeah. This, this could honestly be the worst team in EPL history. Darby County only got 10 points. I don't know where Norwich is going to get nine more. I don't know yeah. where.
2: So... In, in my notes, I, I listed those stats that I read out to begin with. And then I, I listed out the goal scores. So, because we, we always like to give yeah. the goal scores a mention. So, you had Mason Mount with the hat trick, Hudson Adoy, Ben Chilwell, Reese James. That's the other, both fullback score on you. Yeah.
1: Oh, and uh, Chilwell uh, with another, like, like perfect volley cracker. Perfect hit. Yeah. <laughs> He's did um, three, three weeks three ga- in a row now. Three if games in a Have on the him trot, on yeah. your fantasy team. Play him. If you're playing in the, the point, a points league, not a head to head league, in his ass. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, and then Max and then Ahrens, obviously, with that, him <laughs> with with that own goal to finish out the scoring. Uh, it was it was a, a very dismal performance. Is my next sentence, and then I wrote exactly exactly what you said. They could very well be the worst Premier League side ever.
1: Yeah, they really they could
2: be absolutely pitiful. And and I'm I'm leaning towards they should have the club crest next to the word insanity in the dictionary.
1: <laughs> yeah, because just doing the same thing over and over and over again, and expecting a different result from yeah. it.
2: And you would have thought that the ownership, the the um the the technical director, some somebody, the janitor, whoever, somebody at the club would have sat Daniel Farkad down and said, "All right, remember what happened the last time we did this? Yeah, maybe we should try to play a little differently. Maybe we should try to be a little bit more defensive." And remember that first season they were up a few uh, two years ago. They only played with Timu up front, and they overloaded the midfield, which gave them a little bit more of an ability to hold the ball and play. Now, they still were not very good. That's fair. They also right. lost Emmy Buendia, who was one of their better players. That's also fair. But this is fucking pitiful. There's this some, is absolutely ridiculous. How can you do this?
1: There's some decent young talent on that team. But what you need is a coach that can nurture and kind of get them to do the hard work, right? Like if you've got Mm -hmm. a young, talented team, nobody was expecting this team to stay up. We all expected them to go right back down, Mm -hmm. which in Norwich's business model, they're okay with that. They're going to do like what Burnley did, which is up, down, up, down, up, down, invest the money into the club and keep making the club bigger. And then eventually you stay up. Like Burnley they, has done they, for a long run, but they just there's no one there's there's no one focusing this team to just play the football they need to play in the Prem, which is different than what they did in the Championship.
2: They, they say what it takes two to three years for Premier League money to really get into your pocket properly, right? Right. Why if they if they continue to do this yo-yo thing, right? Who are they going to be able to attract? if Daniel Fark is still the manager.
4: Yeah.
2: Who are the who were who wants to come to that club? By all accounts Norwich is a brilliant city. Okay, great. So you have that going for you. it's not London, it's a bit quieter. Right. Um because of Ipswich's misfortunes uh over the last, you know, couple decades where they've been pretty much a lower half championship side at the best of times. So really in terms of Premier League status, it's a it's a one club town. Right? right? And so, but it's kind of in the middle of nowhere in England. They're, you're not really close to anything else. You're a couple hours away from London, <laughs> so it's not like you drive down and have a night out with your wife. Why else would you want to go there? Right. You know, I I just, I don't see it any other It needs to be draw. football on the
1: up. It needs to be a springboard to something bigger. Exactly. And you've got to and want to be there. And right now.
2: And getting battered week in, week out is not the way to advance your career unless your name is Emmy Buendia.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know.
2: Josh Sargent should not be on the field
1: no not right His now
2: play, and that sucks to say as an American because I've, I've actually just you know I don't know that he was necessarily the right fit for Werder Bremen in general um or Wolfsburg whoever he was with in Germany he was one of the two but um he at least scored some goals he, he, he you know showed a bit about himself he looks lost out there man it, I'd it rather th- see
1: that kid in the championship to be honest with you some toughening Absolutely. up is much needed
2: it yeah. looks like shit at the moment, um, but credit credit to Chelsea, man. Um, it, it was five nil when uh, uh, Gibson got his red card. Yeah, it was five nil already. So I mean, the game was well gone, and and Chelsea, and my honestly, probably took their foot off the gas for the last ten minutes.
1: Again, again, could uh, you said thirteen shots on goal? Could have been easily fifteen to nil. There was there was a few saves that Cruel made that were fantastic, and there were mm-hmm. a couple of shots that were. Inches, inches away. So that game could have been a whole lot fucking worse. Right. Moving on to moving on to City, I just cruise control, man. Just doing what you're supposed to do. Doesn't matter if there's an out and out striker or not. Everybody's getting their goals. Everybody's controlling the ball. And this is another game that they could have put the gas down a little bit harder. But you know what? No, doesn't matter. We're up three nothing. Let's do our thing. Oh, Brighton scored. Fuck you. We'll score one more at the end just because we're going to make you feel that way about it. But yeah on fire just I mean, doing what they're supposed to do
2: that that was actually mcallister's first goal at the amex mm-hmm. uh which is pretty cool for him but, which is why i think he also celebrated in the manner he did even though they were three one down with uh,
1: your first goal, you can't blame anybody it's your no, first not goal absolutely not we we but would the, be running i would be running around like a shirtless fool swinging my shirt above my head like doing the helicopter dance while i was at it <laughs> like i mean right just we'd be idiots
2: but for Brighton, though, this was a tale of two halves, really, being 3-0 at halftime. They came out, they got themselves, a, a, I would assume, a <laughs> right bollocking in the uh, mm. in the dressing room. And, and came out and actually, you know, besides the first maybe three, four minutes, really showed something in the second half, showed how organized they were, actually turned the screw a little bit, hit the post, I believe, uh, a couple other things um, uh, that they did well, you know, and, and gave City some problems. Mm-hmm. Now, the City were already too, you know, well in front to be be truly bothered, and if they didn't score early Brighton, it was it was always going to end the way that it did.
1: This is one of those matches when you watch City play, you know, you go alright, well, they're very fully aware that they're still in the League Cup, they still have um, Europe, uh, they still have Champions League to play, it's like, alright, we got the 3-0 lead, settle it down, walk this one out, just be done with it, no need to over-pursue, no need to wear ourselves out, just walk. we've got a match in the middle of the week, let's keep it fucking rolling, you know?
2: Right. Um, <laughs> now, the other thing, though, too, is uh, there was offside in the build-up that wasn't spotted by VAR somehow for um City's first one.
1: Uh, yeah, but it was the arm, it wasn't the body.
2: Maybe it wasn't City's first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh no, you're right. I'm sorry. I read the wrong thing. Yeah. It was the uh it was the Brighton penalty. Yeah. there was an offside. Uh, Trossard, I think it was, was off sides in the pulled oh, okay. up Very on fair. that play and fair. they uh, apparently that was a different phase of play even though Brighton still had possession. Yeah, um, We've seen people walk, they didn't even walk off it.
1: sides all the way down to the uh, other end of the field before. We've seen them walk off fucking uh, penalties. I remember that, that was that uh, what? Uh, Liverpool Bournemouth where they walked it all the way back to a handball in the box. Yeah, for two years ago,
2: they're v- so not really sure why that happened. VAR is um, a lovely it was, thing. It was a pretty relatively straightforward day for City uh, at the office.
1: Yeah, you know what? This the good thing for the Seagulls is they get help because everybody around them fucking lost for the most part. Right? You know, it's it's now the gap has been shortened, right? Because now you're a loss away from being in tenth place instead of fifth place because. That's how close the points are now, and we'll get into that in the next segment. But it's it's a little tighter. But oh well, you know it's you, you, okay. That's the team you're supposed to lose to anyway. So you dust it off and you worry about the next thing. And you got to be encouraged that you had a better second half than you did the first half. You know that's you, you build from, yeah. you build from that. And when we were talking about Brighton and their improvement, you still see the improvement even after a four one loss. If there's encouragement, you can take out of it.
2: Well, the, the other thing is is every manager does this. For whatever reason, it's only publicized. And this this may actually be considered a professional transition. It's only publicized for whatever reason when Rafa Benitez does it. Yeah, uh, very true. Because of what he did at, at Newcastle was he would target specific games. Like, we need three points here. We need three points here. Mm-hmm. We need three points here. And it's it's not a great habit to get into necessarily compartmentalizing losses. You're never as new his Newcastle was, or as this Brighton team are, <clears throat> never really gonna ha- welcome City to your stadium and beat them. Right. 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 So, you wouldn't have told this game you expect to lose. Realistically, you expect to use, especially when your expectations are stay up. Right. Right. Yeah. So, fuck it. Don't worry about it. Put it out your head. Let's move on to the next game and let's focus on what we need to do for the for the uh for the weekend.
1: I mean, we don't have to move on to the next game, but we will. Uh looked like it was gonna be an ugly two to one win for Everton. Richie comes back healthy, beautiful diving header. Everything seems to be perfectly fine. And you know, you got a defensive midfielder on the bench and uh and uh, Jean Philippe Kabim and uh insert Alex Awobi and then four unanswered. And, of course, by Joshua King. In 11 minutes as well. The guy who didn't do fuck all for you last season, of course, walks into your fucking grounds and scores a fucking hat trick.
2: So, two things here. Um, First, I named this as a mini-segment on mm-hmm. my notes. Okay. Um, I named it as, uh, the kazoo collapse continued <laughs> first. That's uh, be- Hey, Hey, Hey
1: Mel, that's a dig. We haven't said that line in a while, but that's a dig.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's the first piece of business I need to get out from underneath my, my skin. Uh, the, the second thing is I liked how, uh, it's another celebration shit Um, um, Joshua King scored the first goal, muted celebration. Yeah. I played here last year, even though I only played like four times. I played here last year. He got booed like ce-
1: crazy and then went, mm-hmm. oh, nah, fuck it.
2: <laughs> Second goal, shirt right off.
1: Yeah. Now, it was where he slid. That's exactly where the visiting supporters are. So it was in front of his visiting supporters. <laughs> but that third but- one, he looked right at the goal behind him and gave a huh as he oh, ran yeah. over to yeah.
2: Big time. It t- like I said, just took the, took the shirt off. Is like fucking p d Pablo, you know, right around his head like a helicopter.
1: All right. So, um, I, I want to go ahead and ask this question first, and then I'm going to go ahead and just hijack everything and say what I have to say to end the segment. Is this a jump start for Watford, or is it a one off?
2: No, they're still pretty bad. Yeah, you know, um, I tend to I now, tend to agree. They they do have um a fair amount of injured players on their back line mm-hmm. that supposedly from some of the things I've been seeing online and some of the pundits uh, saying that, that I watch and listen to um, that they will get a little bit better, but generally this is, this is an outlier in terms of performance from them. Uh, and really, you really want to, I don't even think they were that good. No, they think, weren't.
1: They weren't. Uh, Everton was that bad.
2: Well, it, it not even that bad. It was your focus on set pieces, which has been a problem for the last two years.
1: Yep, that was that was the first two goals. Was uh, were both set pieces and yeah, ifs and buts, honey and nuts, whatever. But if if those two don't go in, probably an easy win for Everton. Yeah,
2: I exactly. Mean, it was, so it's, it's,
1: Everton it's just, not playing their best, but well enough to win, and then just fell apart.
2: It's kind of falling apart, though, at those at those moments when you need absolute focus was the yeah. issue.
1: And and the last three were honestly us pushing the narrative and being caught on the other end. But all that being said, Sam, I will say the following. Uh, mind you, the very first time I ever watched a Premier League match for Everton Football Club was a seven to one drubbing at Goodison at the hands of uh, Mr. Graham's uh, arsenal. I watched that match sitting next to Graham in his house and uh that was really bad and there's been a lot of bad performances there's been the man City to end the season the 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 uh the was it five nil loss four nil loss just we looked like dogs
2: I think shit. it was five
1: this was hands down the worst performance I have ever seen Everton play I've been a supporter since 2010 this is it number one with a bullet this was absolutely horrid um. You keep giggling and joking and going, uh, you know, ah, you're going to get into Rafa. You're going to. Um, this game, a lot of it falls on Rafa's shoulders. I jokingly talked about it at the beginning, but you have a defensive midfielder on the bench, a guy whose specific job is a defensive midfielder. You score goal number two and you put an attacking player on the pitch especially when you're already as thin as you are. I mean, this team is bare bones right now. We're starting two keepers, and I mean, we're putting two keepers on the bench, and we're putting kids in the into the bench as well because we don't have enough fucking people healthy. Everyone's hurt. There you have the perfect player to put into a perfect situation, and you fucking don't, and they beat us down the middle. They murder us down the middle of the pitch. It was... God-awful to watch. I was in shock as I watched. I didn't know what to even fucking say. Other than every time, of course, he fucking scored again, was what I said every time Joshua King put one in the back of the net. Because it's Everton that. That is the most Everton that thing Everton could ever do. And um, as I go ahead and pour my shot on Malort, I do want to uh, make it known that our uh, good friend Keith, who's a big Newcastle supporter, uh, said I should probably do a double.
5: Oh, he's yeah, really I mean, pouring himself a double. Oh pouring my myself a God, double. Oh my God, Houston, that's insane. And allow like me, allow
1: me to and say, a half. Allow me to say the following. Yep, my team fucked it off. Absolutely fucked it off. You have the richest club in the world, and you're still fucking shit. Cheers.
2: I'll let you take that oh. one, but I am, I am going to oh. say quickly that they they haven't had a chance to do anything different other than fire their coach yet. Yeah. <laughs> just in fairness and full disclosure.
1: Fucking Al Everton, really. Fucking. And then, Rafa, you made me want to fucking believe in you. You made me want to fucking believe in you. And then you fuck this off, man. Just, I... Uh, and, and Calvert-Lewin's injury is worse. And and it just... Uh, fuck, that tasted terrible. Uh, just, I, I, again, the worst fucking performance I've ever seen from Everton. And that's all I have to say about it. The table is starting to take shape and teams are starting to fill out the top 10. Arsenal three, Villa one, Leicester two, Brentford one, West Ham one, Tottenham nil. We're going to get into Oso in the next segment, but I wanted to do an extra segment this week, Sam, simply because. These are the teams that are going to be fighting for Europe. Yeah. Arsenal, maybe Villa. Villa's starting to fall back to the pack a little bit. Leicester, Brentford's probably going to fall back to the pack. West Ham, Tottenham, these are all teams. Everton is in that discussion as well. Does Brighton hang around? But we are talking about teams that are directly fighting for that Europa, Europa tournament of champions spots. And teams stepped up and got big wins. And the first tournament one you. Champions. Hey,
2: whatever the fuck that other league's called <laughs> it's just funny as hell because no one gives a shit about it and they disrespect it so much and then you just not even close to the name yeah whatever the
1: fuck it is I don't care <laughs> you, you know what it is it's the tournament we're gonna finish one spot out of not going to that's exactly what it is it's yeah. the tournament we're gonna finish in 8th place and, and your ass <laughs> is gonna finish in 7th and then you'll suddenly care about the tournament because you're in it
2: be the greatest thing that's ever happened
1: um but the biggest one, Gunners. You're starting to figure it out. That's a nice unbeaten, that's
2: a very nice win for you. Unbeaten in six, uh tied now on points with Leicester, Everton, Manchester United, uh and only three points out of fourth place where West Ham is currently.
5: Uh Houston, please make mine a single. I know Villa played bad, but I, I can't. I can't.
1: There you go. I don't the really know
2: how, how bad Villa actually were. I think Arsenal were just on it. They were intense. They brought the business right from the off, and this time didn't let up. Um yeah. I think part yeah. of it had to do with uh Emmy Martinez's comments pre-match. They didn't deserve <laughs> me. I, I should be the number one, you know, there still, you know, that kind of stuff. He was he was spouting off about in the in he's the been press.
5: Spouting off about that for a while now.
2: Gato's Gato's bulls have dropped, and oh, he's yeah. getting a little
1: mouthy and
2: this time the- it came to bite him in the ass. Mm-hmm. Well, see, last year though, he kept but- his mouth shut, two clean sheets against us. They Sam- did the double over us for the first time in a very, very long time. S- this uh- year he's been running his mouth and eh, eh, S- the greatest season so far.
1: Sam, Sam, uh, <laughs> let's, you know, just real quick. I'm I played keeper most of my life. A lot of my life I played keeper with you in front of me defending. What was one thing I would always tell you as a keeper?
2: Get the fuck out, Jackass. Oh, no,
4: of okay. <laughs> was.
1: I keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to talk shit. I think I've talked shit one time. One time. Because a bunch of guys... There was a team that was sitting behind a goal calling me fat ass and stuff like that while we were playing. And then we played them and beat them uh, 8-1. to And I believe at the end of the game, I was standing uh, at the top of my box yelling at them, oh, fat ass just beat you 8-1, to I believe it. But that's the only time... But you never talk shit. Why? Because ultimately... You're going to get beaten as a keeper. You're going to give up goals as a keeper. Keep your fucking mouth shut. Just keep your mouth shut.
5: There was uh, an exchange that uh, supposedly happened between, uh, what was it, Obama Yang Mm -hmm. that did Mm -hmm. a penalty. Uh, And he said, uh, if you get a penalty, I'm going to stop it. And Obama Yang said, yeah, watch for the chip. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there you go. Gatto's credit. He did stop it.
2: Uh, problem is, yeah. he didn't stop the rebound. Nope. <laughs> he didn't stop the chip. Yeah, <laughs> that's the issue. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't understand when footballers are going to realize that when you talk shit about your former team right before you play them nine times out of ten, that comment bites you in the ass. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it kind of um, motivates them a little.
2: The other thing I'm going to say to you having the ability to not talk shit uh, is because I was in front of you and did all of the shit talking for you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's true. I would just uh, say, "Well, that's that's what I like. Let let you guys run your mouths. My job is to just be quiet and make saves. That was yeah. my job.
4: Um, and this, as a keeper,
1: it, just like Schmeichel does it all the time, and Cruel does it. I'm like, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up and just make right. saves. Don't just make They so just look saves. like a
2: jackass, uh-huh. Yeah.
1: The, the only the only other thing I hate more than that is the keeper that yells at his uh, team every time he gives up a goal. Which oh, is the old,
2: um, what was the American bloke? Brad uh, Cousin does it all Brad the fucking Cousan. time. Yeah. And
1: also, another American goalie, Billy Hamid loves, like, Billy <laughs> Hamid will fuck up, turn around, and yell at his team for him fucking up. Like, right. Like, yeah, you're really endearing your defenders by doing that. Good job yeah, it, there, pal.
2: um this, There was actually a pretty tense atmosphere in this game. It almost felt like a derby, to be honest. It did have um, that feel. Not really sure why. There's a couple of really chippy challenges, a couple of people, you know, John McGinn, especially, raising his arms at the referee every time someone, you know, breathed on him. A couple times it was legitimate. (laughs) A few few times it weren't. But Arsenal did give up some chances as well. I mean, Villa, I don't think Villa were that bad. No. Aaron Ramsdale played very well, mm-hmm. had a couple of great saves, got in front of some crosses. Uh, ben White and Gabriel both played very well, got in front of some crosses and didn't let it um, let it happen. Uh, Nuno Tavares, the, uh, the Portuguese left back that we have now mm-hmm. behind Karen Tierney, um, who was uh, injured for this game. Uh, Was fantastic as well. I mean, he defended pretty well when he needed to, but he was marauding down the left. He kept Villa stretched the entire Mm -hmm. time, Mm -hmm. Um, and he was he was key to to everything we did. I think he had had three or four shots as well um, from from that position, which was awesome. Uh, It was party time as Thomas Partey got his first goal for the club. Mm -hmm. Nice header. Also, Villa didn't defend set pieces very well. No, they Um, did not. Partey had two or three headers off of corners. Uh, that I think two of them were on target uh, yeah. and one was off, but
5: no, and some like Mings had a mistake that led to one of them, and there mm-hmm. was just a, a few moments like that. But uh, here's what I have to say: we scored, right? Yeah, you scored. Yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, absolute hey, uh, banger, too. Hey, man, you at least we still fuck. Cheers. <laughs>
2: um, that was Jacob Ramsey that did that, and even really that was kind of a broken play. <sighs> <laughs> um, because the player that had the ball, I think, was their right winger. Now I can't remember his Oof. name, but anyway, Jacob Ramsey was standing at I the top know. of the box and just Checked took it off it his bit. foot. Fuck! Just took it off his foot and had a hit.
1: You know, I've
5: got little teeny tiny drop in the bottom that was making me. Finish.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I drank a fucking half class pour of that, yeah, which is you about, hate yourself, which is about three ounces. You got <laughs> an ounce and you didn't fucking finish it.
5: Oh, somehow um, the last little drop was worse.
1: Well, the next time, throw it all down the back of your throat. Like I, I always say,
5: thought I did. <laughs> this is a family show. Yeah, uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff where DU after dark? Since when has been a
1: family show?
5: That's an um, injury time conversation, Houston. I, I M- want to. M- Emil M- M- Smith Rowe
2: getting a goal as well, mm-hmm. which is brilliant. Always, you know, uh, a Halen graduate, uh, which is our training facility. Um, I think could be a one club man for us, honestly. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I agree. He's fantastic. Um, And then, like I said, Jacob Ramsey, uh, absolute worldy from, like I said, kind of a broken play. I mean, the Villa, um, I can't remember who was on the right wing, but cut inside and was dribbling. Jacob Ramsey said, fuck you, I'm hitting this. (laughs) And uh, he put it a little too far out in front of him and just took charge of the situation. And uh, I was an absolute laser beam.
1: Uh, The thing about Smith Rowe, about him being a one club man, the other important thing about him being a one club man, unlike a lot of your uh, young prodigy midfielders before him, Knock on wood, Sam. He stays fucking healthy. Oh yeah, that's like, uh,
2: that, that unlike, is the hope.
1: Unlike Ramsey Wilshire, who was like, you, know, you, think you kind of like broke echo. You combine them together because one of them was always fucking injured, if not both of them. Like it was, right. just, yeah. it was always an injury with those two.
2: But now, the, yeah, it's just it's good to see that the academy is still producing players that can perform at the top level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, he even said after the after the match, and and has said it before in the past. Um, I'll sign a contract for life if they'll have me. And, uh, you know, it's just Arsenal through and through. And that's that's what you need because over the last few years, I think we've kind of lost our identity trying to hedge our bets or one or two major signings. And much like where Manchester United is right now, nobody in that team has come to the academy except Mason Greenwood. And I don't think he has that big of a voice in the dressing room. And when you lose that, where you had the class of 92 under Ferguson, Right. You had people that fucking cared. Yep. You had now, people that had United in their veins, and we haven't had somebody with Arsenal in their veins since we sold Cesc Fabregas.
1: All right, cool. Well, Mr. Graham, we are already at 50 minutes, and we still have five more games to talk about and a betting segment to do. So let's keep this thing rolling. Um, I will say stay the course, Arsenal supporters. The team is showing the right uptick. The young players are looking good, good, don't lose faith. You know what? Don't go all Arsenal on it. Arsenal supporters actually fucking <laughs> trust the fucking process. Um, <laughs> Foxes find a way uh, ultimately is what it comes down to with uh, Foxes beating Brentford. And this is for Brentford. This is a valuable lesson. Like, okay, you got one over on West Ham when you played them and they played you in a tough, you know, tough match, but Lester got one over on you. Like, this is what you need to watch out for Brentford. But, Lester back to back solid wins. This is, you're right back in the thick of it, man. You are right back in the conversation for, uh, for Europe. And I know it's early in the season, but you're back in the conversation.
2: I think James Madison, uh, getting a goal is hugely important for Lester here because he didn't start the season in in great form. Right. Um, and I think they, they really need to get (laughs) Vardy firing And I'm not sure how, but in a Europa League game, DACA scored all four of their goals in a 4-2 win and somehow did not start this game. Uh, But then and obviously scored the goals, uh, scored a goal last weekend as well in the Premier League, had an assist uh, in in this one. So I I think uh, DACA may be getting in uh, ahead of Ineacho potentially um, to partner Vardy up front.
1: I think that's why he hasn't been getting in because let's not forget Iniacho last year had a fucking fantastic season oh, and yeah. really filled a monster role, especially when Vardy went down. And it's, I, I don't wish any a will on the man, but he's getting up there in years. We have to assume Vardy is going to get hurt again this season. It's just going to happen. Like, it's, I mean, even though his blood is full of Red Bull Skittles and vodka and, uh, you know, amphetamines allegedly but we we know that this man's a machine but he's also getting up there in years and no d- d- just- what's
2: crazy is he's he's not a machine
1: this man is me but he's <laughs> but he's fit yeah he just stays in shape
2: somehow he drinks too much he smokes or at least uses dip for sure we've seen the can of skull in his hand um <laughs> red bull all the time skittles yep. like you say I mean he he's very unhealthy under ranieri when they won the title apparently the team meals most of the time consisted of pizza wow (laughs) you know what i'm saying like what this guy needs to punish his body to be fit i guess yeah apparently Um, which is why he's my spirit animal yeah absolutely I will not have you talk shit about him. And if I were you, I would also instruct Melissa to look out the window and make sure he's not trying to eat kitty. Okay. Well, because you just talk shit about him.
1: Oh, uh, I, that's true. I, I, I do apologize. <laughs> I should refer to him by his Christian name, Jamie fucking Vardy. I do apologize, good man.
2: But, uh, um, it, it's, it was also great. Yuri Tillemans is another player that can't stop scoring worldies. Yeah. All of us. <laughs> What's going on? But he had another banger as well to uh, to open the scoring. He's,
1: he's just adding zeros to his transfer fee, man. He'd be all yeah, right.
2: right. For Brentford, it's it difficult because they actually dominated the opening stages of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, the only thing they had to show for it was a VAR-ruled-out-offside decision after Ivan Tony put the ball in the back of the net. Yep. Uh, and then Tillemans goes and does what he does. What, what I think may not be a great thing for Brentford at the moment um, and and this this is just kind of a athlete insider like my own head thing. Mm-hmm. They play with too much emotion, in my opinion, and ride the crowd too much. Because if it doesn't come off, and they suffer that difficulty of going behind, yeah, it can really let the wind out of the sails.
1: Yeah, very true. Very so true.
2: If they could be just a little bit <laughs> less emotional, a little bit more. I don't want to call them unprofessional because that'd be unfair, but a little bit more professional about their performance, mm-hmm. I think they would do a lot better because they will go behind in a lot of games. And if you're just all on raw emotion and that letdown right after you don't score and then they do, but you've been pressing, it's like oh fuck. Like how, what do we do? How now? much?
1: How much does that Chelsea one nothing loss? hurt them going into this match that they played this weekend
2: exactly when I mean, you play it, you know. when you
1: play at that high of a fucking go level like how much does that let down affect you? Exactly.
2: Very true. very true. So it's just something that that I think they need to try to work on, if possible. And I, I know that riding the crowd, same you know, well, I'm not same thing Leeds did because it was behind closed doors most of the season, but that kind of you know just fostering that togetherness around the club and that that affinity for the badge and everything else, which which uh, Thomas Frank has done very well. They just. I just think they need to have a touch more professionalism about the actual performance and and be a goldfish. What's Ted Lasso say? Be yeah. a goldfish. Yeah. Like fuck that goal. Who cares? Let's keep going on our game yep. plan. Let's keep going. Let's yep. keep pressing. Yep. Because when when you have that disappointment, that win gets sucked out of your Very hard to pick yourself back up.
1: Absolutely. Uh irons get a gutsy win. That's a nice win at home against a team that is direct competitor for you four European spots. And uh, I'd like to say the following right now, Um, like we said about Leeds, fuck around and find out. Manchester United, fuck around and find out. Hey, West Ham, fourth is there for the taking. Go take it. And you're a good enough team to fucking do it. Go fucking take it.
2: If they can stay healthy, absolutely they are. Um, I only watched the highlights of this one, but I was surprised to learn that both teams had equal uh, shots on target.
1: Oh yeah. It, this because was a very even match. The very I, I watched Ham, the whole thing. Very even match. Just West Ham, much like it was much like West Ham Everton was a very even match. West Ham found a way to get the goal that gave them the three points. Period End of discussion.
2: What, what I'm what I'm saying is is West Ham just on the highlight package, West Ham dominated the game. Mm-hmm. Spurs only had a couple of moments. Um But West Ham looked organized. They looked dangerous, and they looked totally clued in.
1: Right. Well, you talk about the moments for Tottenham. I never felt like Tottenham was
2: going to score. I never felt like Tottenham was going to score. Yeah. They didn't seem dangerous to me. So when I checked the stats after I watched the highlights to 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 sit and do my notes, I was oh wow, they they both had four shots on target. You know, I was just it didn't feel that way to me when just on the on the basis of of their performance. But
1: that's a new no team. A Nuno Yeah, team, I mean, that's, that's how fair. Was that's at a, Wolves, absolutely a fair point. They, okay, great. You want to have your chances? Awesome. We're going to have as many chances as you are, and we're probably going to get a couple past you, even though you think like you have control of the game the entire time. That's just, that's right. a Nuno coach team. <laughs> Here's the bigger question for a team like Tottenham. This is someone who has challenged for titles in recent, for, in recent uh, time and has also been in a Champions League final. Are they no better than a Europa team? They feel like that's as good as they are.
2: They're no better than a Europa Conference Darts Championship tournament of the world, <laughs> whatever it's called. I, I
1: mean this. This is one of those teams I could see finishing in, se- in tenth place, and Absolutely. not even
2: being in Europe. Like no n- ninth. United's is going to finish in tenth.
1: Yeah, I, it's just not not good. It's it's especially considering the players they have at the ages that they're starting to get to, like. If you're not in Europe, you have to sell Kane, and Kane's now going to be much cheaper because he's another year older. He's not going to be the hundred and fifty million that we thought he was. Well. Yeah, and he's not playing well. He suddenly becomes $70, 80 because the team will mm-hmm. go, yeah, maybe, you know. Well, and
2: then, and then what happens, right? With the World Cup next year, World Cup next year in the winter, in the middle yeah. of the season, mm-hmm. usually when Harry Kane goes down with an ankle injury, he's out for two months.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Uh, am I spending 150 million to get him for a time period in which he can't score? Then he'll score a boatload. Then I'll get injured at a tournament and then I'll, I'll miss him for two months. And then he'll score 12 goals in four games at the end of the season. Like I, I'm not spending 150 million on that.
1: No, no. Or you can pull a Van Persie and go to another team like city and win the league. Yeah. No shit. Rounding out the rest of the league and Oh, so draws happened. See what I did there, Sammy? <laughs> I did. I do. <laughs> Crystal Palace won, Newcastle one, Leeds won, Wolverhampton won, Southampton two, Burnley two. Really the big the big thing to to notice about the first match is that Palace has a goal called back. Justifiably, there was a handful of jersey. Call that all the time. Because you don't. Right, yeah, right. Exactly. Call it all the t- you don't. Do you call that if Man United did that? No. Do you call that if Liverpool did it? No. But you call it when Palace did it. Like, okay. If if that's the world we're going to live in, that happens on every single corner both ways. So start calling it all the fucking time. Don't call it the one time it's, you know, good for you to call it. Convenient Convenient to call it. It's like the dives. It's like the dives. Oh, it's very easy to give cards to... uh, To the guys who dive on, you know, mid-table teams. But you're going to hand a a yellow to Mo for diving in the box?
2: Probably not. Because this is not in the public domain and I value my appendages, Mm -hmm. I will say, allegedly, if you're afraid that an ownership group allegedly likes to remove appendages from people... Wouldn't you try to help them out too?
1: That's right. I forgot. We have two separate sides now that we have to say allegedly with, which which is funny because when we do Patreon, it will be the allegedly Darby coming up this weekend yeah, as well. Yeah, no shit.
2: But in, in this, there, there are a couple things about Palace. Um, they still look better than they have in years past. I think they're still improving uh, under Patrick Vieira each and every game they play. Um, they had 75% possession in this game.
1: Yeah, A lot of draws, not enough wins. They got to start making
2: some of these three points. This is my problem. Um, They had 15 overall shots. They only managed to get three of them on target. Yeah. That's a problem. They need to find some consistency in their shooting boots. Um, But I do think there are enough weapons between Zaha, Benteke, Edward, and the returning Eze at some point that they will be able to Muster enough goals to stay up comfortably. Yeah, I don't as, think there's going to be as a's a problem. he's an there.
1: ACL, and maybe is back in the spring at best. You uh, you, you got to live right. in a world where he's probably it, not back this year.
2: What I'm saying is eventually, right. it, but you have somebody there that is capable of in, of in providing card, some Allager. magic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the first problem uh, with Palace at the moment. They just need to find some consistency with their scoring, with their shooting boots, um, but. The, the big thing for, for, for them, I think this was two points dropped,
3: where oh, for, for
2: Newcastle, because of the state they're in, this was a point gained. Now, that being said, I do have one question for you, mm-hmm. and based on that stat I just gave you, with Newcastle only having 25% possession, was firing Steve Bruce actually an improvement?
1: Uh Still, I would say yes, because I think they needed to make that move, because it. it Unfortunately for Bruce, he is connected to Ashley. Not justifiably, but he is. So you need to make that difference. But here's the big thing Newcastle, you need to win a fucking game. You haven't won a fucking game yet this season. Like, you are in full blown fuck around and find out mode. Like, you are in trouble. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It does not matter who you can buy in January. If you can't win games, you're not staying in the league. Done. Period. End of discussion. And there are very few teams that are truly really bad this year. Because there are easily 13 to 14 sides that are pretty fucking good. You're one of the six that Mm -hmm. aren't. Which means you need to be at least 4, 5, or 6. Because if you're 1, 2, or 3, you're going fucking down. Stop it. You like you got to get your shit together.
2: You know what I think? Mm-hmm. I think a big PR move would be to forego their parachute payments when they do get relegated mm-hmm. and just give them to Darby County.
1: <laughs> just to fuck with Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Sammy, the Wang provides. Yes, he did. When the Wang is given opportunities, the Wang will give it to you.
2: Well, honestly, it was like me, you know, shortly after high school and early college situations where sometimes it just fell in my lap, and all I had to do was finish. And uh, <laughs> more often than not, back then, I did, and, and the Wang finished. <laughs> Right in the box. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Right in there. Uh, At being a square shaped goal um, (laughs) is obviously what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, Absolutely blistering start to the game. Um, Leeds have obviously missed Rafinha uh, tremendously because he was kind of the catalyst for everything. Jack Harrison hasn't really gotten his his boots underneath of him so far this season. Um, But the two of them operating on either wing tend to uh, create most of Leeds' chances before banford got injured we we said that he was mainly the one finishing them last year and you know uh and and prior to that so i think they're they're just missing a piece kind of similar to you in the sense that dominic calvert lewin's not there at the moment right. and you've got solomon rondon who's you know big brutish and great off the bench at 75 minutes when you need something and you're pressing and he's a big physical presence and all that kind of stuff but without dominic Lewin y'all are misfiring without Bamford. They're doing the same thing at Leeds. Yeah. Um, obviously Although the kid, uh,
1: the kid, how about that? Bielsa brings a kid on, manages to get the penalty and really impacted and changed the game completely.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. He did. Um, But it was, it was fairly routine defending um for the most part from, from Wolves. There wasn't anything spectacular in my opinion that Leeds tried <laughs> to do that just didn't come off mm-hmm. um it was it was relatively straightforward for them and the the kind of sex jokes i made i said wolves pop the cherry with wang uh in the game <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, one bad. But I'm going to be on went... the
1: uh, whole lot of wolves show tonight, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to make them make a Wang joke. That, yes. That's all there is to it. Because it would not be uh, du football show style if we did not somehow figure out a way to make a dick joke out of it. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: and hey, gave... last year's cock, although injured and limp and not able to perform, did face this year's Wang.
2: Yes. It was a, a sword fight, one might say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, that <laughs> show title. <But laughs>
1: show title with a bullet.
2: <laughs> um, that obviously gave Leeds a motivation to push on and they dominated the next bit of the game. But again, like I said, wolves weren't uh, weren't super bothered. After the break, though, wolves found their feet again and started to press uh, even more, but tame chances as well from them. Uh, and then it took a stoppage time penalty, as as you said, the kid mm-hmm. came on, changed changed the game, and Rodrigo, I think it was, actually scored. So. Yeah, it was Rodrigo, uh, and, and, and it f- was definitely a penalty. There was no debate uh, and, about this one in my and mind. And he
1: also embraced his inner Jamie fucking Vardy and just did a number on the corner flag, <laughs> destroyed that fucking corner flag.
2: Apparently, provided the inspiration for Paul Pogba to put that tackle in. <laughs>
1: Uh, That's a dig. That is definitely, definitely a dig. Going on to the last match, and honestly, pretty fucking lively match. If you sat down and watched this one, you were definitely entertained because who would have thought Burnley and Southampton would have been a two-goal scoring draw, but fucking hell, it was.
2: I don't know who this Cornet kid is.
1: That is okay. I was about to talk about him. That's the kid who played for Lyon that scored against City in the Champions League when Lyon knocked out uh, City from the Champions League.
2: Yeah, how the fuck had did he end up at Burnley? I tell you what, our boy,
1: our boy Brett has been singing his praises. The uh, yeah, uh, our Burnley our twenty for twenty, and uh, that guy he's now got three. And you know, here's here's what it is he provides. It's not now all on McNeil's shoulders on the one side. He's on the other side of the pitch, and they're able to now have width, which then allows, you know, Wood and uh, Vierda and uh, Barnes to now have crosses coming in from both sides. Unfortunately, Burnley's in the same boat as Newcastle. You gotta fucking win a game at some point, right? Like we feel like you know our our you know the the smell test is. Burnley should be okay but right, right now you're not yeah and they got
2: to find they got to find their scoring boots on a consistent basis again what if mari right. gets
1: his shit together and uh and uh gets watford fucking singing
2: uh-uh, you know now really though southampton should have won this game oh absolutely and it basically comes down to Nathan Redman that was I, it was harder to miss from that situation so i guess credit to him that he did the harder he accomplished the harder task uh, because he was what, six, six, seven inches from the goal, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit wider than the width of the ball and managed <laughs> to put it wide. It was absolutely pitiful finishing from him. Um, Cornet obviously gave Burnley the lead with a uh, after a wonderful cross with a, a fantastic uh, headed finish. And then Livermento put the Saints ahead uh, level, uh, decent header, uh, but the keeper, in my opinion, could have done better there. What do you think? I think so too. Yeah, I, th- I was pretty near to him. Um, and then Boja gave the Saints the lead, and then Cornet did it again with a brilliant fucking hit uh, on fifty odd minutes, and then nothing happened. Everybody settled back into normal Southampton and Burnley mode.
1: They both went, "Oh, hey, there's a point. Let's go ahead and take it. Yeah, Why bother can... risking it?" <laughs> but I tell you what, early on there was there was a lot of action in the game. Early on, it was a fun watch, and yeah, like I say, it 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 it, it slowed out, but it wasn't. Not the not the match that we I think we all expected. I think we expected a one nil 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 drab affair and like oh, four fucking goals in this match.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm I'm completely in agreement with that.
1: For both of those teams, I think it's a survive and move on situation. Like I said, for Burnley, they got to start winning soon. That's for fuck sure.
2: Definitely.
3: Sure money
2: all right ladies and gentlemen this is sure money this is where you get our picks for the weekend betting to hopefully help you in making your decisions uh when spending your hard-earned money do and the all opposite of, of bets, what we do all of our bets are absolutely surefire uh you know sensible and and ready to rock and roll uh for your for your viewing pleasure well because um,
1: norwich at 2001 was definitely going to win
2: yeah, and I, I also lost my bet, basically, because Everton sucks.
1: Haha, <laughs> you're welcome.
2: Oh so, wait, my. Anyway, Sammy, I'm I'm still up. I still have the profit from the one parlay I've landed this season mm-hmm. in nine games. Uh nine weeks, I, I should say. Eight um, games. I'm up one eighty-four. And uh you, sir.
1: Ah, myself. I am down four hundred and forty five dollars because huh. I took a swing and missed.
3: Big Sam's luck of the Week.
1: About 5% of the time, her audio cues work 100% of the time. And, Sam, if you didn't know, 12.5, nice round number, of the time. It works 100% of the time. Taking a long shot didn't work, so what I'm going to do is take some favorites. Uh, I wrote in a parlay, but it's not going to be a parlay. It's two separate bets. So I'm going to go ahead and bet two games this week. First, one I'm going to bet is Liverpool to win Both halves. So they need to win both of the halves and beat Brighton by at least two and a half goals. And that will pay me 130. And then on a separate bet, I am taking Chelsea to win both halves against Newcastle and also win over two and a half goals at plus 190. So I'm doing two $100 bets, risking $200 to win 320. But I figure. Safe bets, risk rewards there gets me out of the gutter and only puts me then down maybe a
2: hundred bucks. Not a bad idea
3: And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick it a week.
2: Pat what's up buddy? how you doing?
0: What's going on? how are you guys doing tonight?
2: Oh doing well I'm still in the good so I'm all right with that. How are you doing? Yeah. How'd you fare last weekend?
0: Oh I hit mine
2: yeah. That was an easy one. Liverpool, yeah, it was or... Liverpool to win. <laughs> uh, well, well, at, least, at least one of us did. You know, hitting bets with the right side of Merseyside are uh, are pretty simple to do these days.
1: Um, betting yeah, would, Liverpool would, uh, to beat Man U. Hey, sorry, Pat. Real quick, beating Liverpool to beat Man U is like beating any team to cover the spread against our Washington football team. It's gonna <laughs> fucking happen. They're <laughs> gonna cover the spread. Well, you know. the mortgage it's gonna happen
0: <laughs> but yeah and which I was going to get get into was uh, I wish my uh, picks for NFL Sunday would have been just as good as uh, Liverpool but for some reason Kansas City is now like my Chelsea anytime oh, I pick no. them, yeah, oh yeah anytime I pick them to cover they lose anytime I pick them to lose they win so it's, I'm going through a little bit of an ordeal there but you know they're hey, having a
2: weird season
0: they fucking have cost me yeah let's not get into that
3: Uh, (laughs) anyway
1: some Italians Uh, are about to have a conversation with our boy Pat
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Liverpool demolished Manchester United Uh, so now I'm only down 115 Uh, this week I'm actually going to take the opposite I'm going to go with Manchester United uh, against Tottenham Uh, United is currently at plus 130 minus a half a goal and uh even though I really do think a draw could probably come into play in this game, uh, both teams drawing two times in their last five matches. Uh, Man U, um, is also three one and one in the last five against Tottenham, so I like that side of it. And I'll risk a hundred to win one hundred and thirty, uh, and hopefully be up fifteen dollars next weekend. So it'd be the first time I'd be in the black all year long. So that's, you know, I'm not going to argue with that.
2: Okay, and, fair enough. Yeah, I you mean, do what you to do. <laughs>
0: like I said, I'm doing the chicken. I'm not until I get into the blitz So I get a, a little, uh, uh, comfort you know, with a hundred or 200 up. I'm just going to be trying to pick one game to, to get up a little bit before I start making some wild, crazy bets again. <laughs> Cause I've already oh, learned awesome.
2: my about that. <laughs> well, well done. So I have one more week to be guaranteed to still be in the black. So I'm going to go with a three-way parlay since my four-way didn't work. Um, this one's gonna net me plus six, uh, plus six eighty two. Should I hit it? Sorry, uh, a little blurry on the computer screen there. Um, Brentford to win uh, against Burnley, Leeds to beat Norwich, and Chelsea to beat Newcastle. Which, let's face it, yeah, it could be another seven goals to the good there. <laughs> <laughs> but a hundred dollar bet will play me, uh, pay me plus six eighty two. So uh, very excited about that, and I'm pretty sure that's going to come in. Yeah, that's a solid three-way. Yeah, I, I think the, you, the Brentford, Brentford one take- is the toss-up for me, to be honest with you, but um, because they are away at Burnley, and Burnley is a tough place to go. It's the new Stoke, uh, as, as some would say. But I think they're going to be high energy enough to get through. And and Burnley have not had a, a, a great season so far. Awesome. So, but yeah, cheers, Pat. I appreciate it, bud we'll talk yeah, to you
0: again hey, next week. Uh, real quick, uh, everybody catch uh Ted Lasso? Yes, the second season. Yes, finally I saw the finale. What was that Yeah, I was going to say
1: yeah. Uh, and Sam finally caught up too. He had been uh refusing to watch it cuz he was a skinflint about his uh Apple <laughs> uh his his free Apple TV.
0: Oh. Yeah, no, yeah, I finally caught the finale today, man. It's uh, awesome. Can't wait for it to come back.
1: Excellent. Don't talk about it. We're going to be doing a special show in uh, in November for it.
0: Yep. Awesome.
1: Excellent. Thanks, Pat.
0: All right, you guys have a good one.
2: All right, buddy. All right.
1: Hey, Sam. Real quick, I just wanted to say I did forget to talk about my cup of cup of losers. Uh, I did write in so much for long shots. That's a topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate that. And the you know topics. what? You know what? That right there saved the segment because it was a bit of a train wreck.
5: It was an okay segment. But,
1: but, but you know what makes this segment perfect? We have a fucking chicken. <laughs>
5: Well, uh, Kitty missed with the Snoop Burnley bet, and so she now sits at three and five. So this week, I gave her West Ham heading to my villa. Now, Kitty quickly walked me into the coop. Oh, it's a big coop where she pulled up a YouTube video on her LCD flat screen. How how she got a better TV than me, Sam? What the fuck? She's got a lot of patrons. <laughs> yeah, no, she's got a lot of patrons.
2: You had a better TV, but you threw it against the wall, remember? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, it talked back to me.
5: Yeah, you're staying away from my, <laughs> new, uh, my new Mac. Uh, so she showed me a video on her flat screen of James Gordon's carpool karaoke. Hmm. Now, it was the episode featuring none other than uh, Rod Stewart. No shit. And besides, you know, harmonizing beautifully on Maggie Mae Road, uh, he considers West Ham to be his, quote, London club. And we already know that James is a diehard iron, so clearly... The fucking chicken is picking West Ham to beat my beloved Villa.
1: Maggie, Maggie May Road, not Maggie May Rod considers West Ham to be his London club. But, you know, it's that's OK. We read it live. What
5: is it supposed to be?
1: Maggie May is the name of the song. right? You know the song. Oh, and
5: Maggie May Rod considers.
1: Rod considers. Yeah, I you, didn't give you, you a comma. A, you
5: needed a comma. I read yeah. it as written.
1: Then no, it no, <laughs> red is written says would be <laughs> R O A D. It says R O D. Rod. I uh,
5: agree to disagree. But you know what we don't ever disagree on Houston? What's that? Agreeing to gamble both legally and responsibly. Championship <laughs> Corner. I've fallen, and I can't get up. Oh, no.
1: Hey, real quick, Sam, I just want to love say um, Mel actually paid uh, Rebecca a compliment this week. On Sunday, Ooh. she was like, I love her dress. I was like, oh, yeah. look at that. Her, nice. oh, no, and always wanting to disparage our, our sweet, sweet queen. Fucking... Rebecca Lowe. Yeah, and- well,
5: I also read a book to my niece about an owl and mm-hmm. for the owl I did the Rebecca Lowe voice. So oh, it balances yeah. out.
1: Yeah. Well the the other uh, the other key thing too is agree to disagree um is we always agree to, you know, gamble legally and responsibly. We also uh, agree to read the fucking print right, you know. So road <laughs> road rod <laughs> oranges and apples, yeah. who cares? Sam, nice what's enough. going on in the championship corner? <laughs>
2: So Fulham stormed to a 4-0 win against Nottingham Forest, mm-hmm. uh, which is obviously awesome for them. Sheffield United also won again 3-2 <gasps> over Barnsley. Yeah, had Borough taking care of Cardiff 2-0. Bournemouth uh, extended their – not extended their lead, but remained at the top of the championship with a 3-0 win over Huddersfield. Uh, Birmingham 2-1 over Swansea. Former Premier League winners Blackburn 2-0 over Reading. Um, Darby actually got another point, 1-1 against Coventry, who we make fun of all of the time because the one thing they can't do is balance a checkbook. <laughs> uh, Millwall did beat Stoke, so that's a little bit of a, a, a problem for Stoke, uh, obviously, after ha- being on such a good run of form. Uh, Peterborough took care of QPR, another upset uh, at near the top of the championship. And uh, West Brom beat Bristol City uh, 3-0. So that gives you Bournemouth still on top at um, 34 points. Fulham in the second now uh, on 29 points. West Brom dropped to third on 28. Coventry up to fourth on 24 points. Luton Town in fifth, uh, which is new at 21. Middlesbrough uh, in sixth. And rounding out the playoff places is QPR in seventh. Darby are still bottom of the championship, but they only have a minus one goal differential on five points, so they are within three points now to moving off of the uh, basement of the championship, and only six points, so two games moving out of the relegation zone altogether. So whatever Wayne Rooney's doing down there seems to be working. Um, problem is, is they're still having problems paying their players, which could see them face another points deduction maybe before the end of the season maybe not there was a lot of disparity about that the last time they faced a points deduction uh,
1: they're they're in real trouble this is mm-hmm. this is Leeds, pompey bolton like legit yeah could be Fuck absolutely you, falling could be. all the way out of the league kind of trouble
2: and you know you know what's really scary about
1: that what's that i'm is, sorry i took i took my headphones off because i had to oh. sneeze
2: <laughs> you know what's really scary about that that's that is that the come save me plea is, is Mike going Ashley. to Mike Ashley? Yeah. Which,
1: which, uh, unfortunately, in all fairness, it's the only thing he's actually done well. That was the only thing he did well for Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle was, was the was books, absolutely. Real yeah, yeah, yeah. trouble, and he balanced the books.
2: Sure. Yeah. Now, that did come at an expense to Sports Direct, though. Remember we, they got in trouble with the EU over mm-hmm. uh, their taxes paid in Belgium.
1: Yep, absolutely. So... Uh, all right. Very good. And uh, by the way, big shout out to our boy, uh, uh, Jason from uh, Fulham in the South, who has been contributing regularly on uh drunk United FC, our closed group with all kinds of shit talking from the championship, which absolutely. Um, I'm living for. It was fantastic. And uh, Jane, you're being called out. Your team lost. I still want an inspiring uh, uh, post about it for fuck's sake.
2: Right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know where that's been. Um, you know, Jane it's we're now what? 24 hours 48 hours beyond which means you're like six days ahead of us (laughs) yeah an upside down world so so where where are it's next week next week already happened in Australia so
5: got her keyboard (laughs) (laughs)
1: look at that Mel doing an accent check her ass out hey the dingo ate her big bee (laughs) (laughs) all right that's gonna wrap it up boys and girls Sammy any parting
2: words I still think sword should be the title. Oh yeah, definitely.
1: definitely oh, I have
5: like a sword seven fight. for y'all to choose yeah. from later. It is a contest right. tonight. <laughs> I
1: heard uh, anything awesome. else, killer? I mean, it, it would it. appear for the most part uh, there was very little country in the uh, in the world of English football this week.
2: Yeah, the only the only country thing that happened this last week was me getting this haircut. I
1: heard well, <laughs> it's you know.
2: I look like (laughs) a straight fuck boy
1: I I got jokes and I'm gonna walk away from them gonna walk away from them anywho uh, thank you so much for joining us boys and girls next up is injury time we're gonna talk about the beers that we've been drinking we're gonna check in on a couple of our uh, clubs outside of the English Premier League and one who is now lost three on the bump which is not good then we're gonna preview all the week's action coming up ahead so Sammy should one want to check out injury time how do they go about doing it
2: one last time for you this week. It is www.patreon.com backslash football show. And for the time being, sign up to one of the top two tiers, soon to be only one tier, and you'll get all of that extra beautiful, beautiful content.
1: That's a hint, everybody. One tier is coming. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Very
2: good. Till next
1: week, boys and girls. Good night. Born in
3: the land of Bowie, Maryland. To be a fan of fucking Everton. Push you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Great day, The fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a Lord. But straight and short. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Don't you get that? Hit the fucking dude button.